So in my last video, I shared with you guys that I personally owned 26 holdings in my personal stock market portfolio. I got a lot of questions saying, is that number high? Is that low? What is the best number of stocks to hold in your portfolio? This is honestly one of the most common questions you get in the stock market. Well, today we're gonna find out exactly that. We're gonna find the best number for you personally. It will vary depending on who's watching this video, but we're gonna go through some exercises, some considerations. We're gonna look at some data and we're gonna find out what that answer is because it's a really tricky one. You have people like Warren Buffett who have famously said things like diversification is for idiots, Meanwhile, on the other hand, you will find sources that suggest holding upwards of 50 to 60 different positions in your portfolio. Those are two completely different camps, two ends of the spectrum. Let's talk about a few considerations that I want you to ask yourself as an investor. And this will actually be a big determining point as to what is the right number of stocks for you to own. The three considerations that we're going to be talking about today is number one, the ability to manage. Number two, I'm going to put here our education level aka our stock market knowledge. That's really bad. And number three, this is an important one. How much risk are we willing to take? There are of course other considerations that do come into play, but in my opinion, by answering these three questions, this will ultimately get us to the answer of how many stocks we should own in our portfolio. Let's start with the ability to manage. Now we only have so many hours in a day. We work, we may be going to school, we have family to take care of, we're all out living our lives. And a realistic question that you have to ask yourself is, well, how capable am I of managing X amount of stocks in my portfolio? If you were to look at it basically on a scale, well, where you fall on that scale will be a very big indicator, first and foremost, before we get into any numbers or anything else, just the physical capability and the desire to go out and manage your portfolio. For those that do have a lot of holdings in their portfolio, because maybe you just started accumulating, accumulating, it's kind of a rookie mistake that does often happen to a lot of people. They do realize very fast that they may have more stocks than manageable. We already know from being on this channel and just being an investor that we need to have a thorough understanding of the different stocks. I'm not saying you need to be a full-time analyst, but when you are going out and doing your research and due diligence, it does require time, effort, and for a lot of people, that in and of itself can be a determination of how many stocks to own. But if we were to look at it on a scale, kind of place yourself, whether that would lean you towards holding fewer stocks or more stocks. Secondly, we have your education level and your knowledge as an investor. When Buffett says things as polarizing as diversification is for idiots, I actually very, very much agree with that statement. I know it does sound really mean and really bad, but it's not really that bad. Like it's not bad to be a quote unquote idiot in the stock market. You obviously don't want to be a big dummy and just foolish. But if we are new to the stock market, if it's let's say our first or second year getting into investing and we're not up to speed totally with researching stocks, our confidence level with our research is really not there yet. And most of our picks we get from YouTube and Twitter and Reddit, whatever it is. Well, it's important to do a very strong self-assessment and understand that that statement diversification is for idiots is not necessarily a bad thing. In my opinion, the way that I look at it is that if you are very, very well educated and you really know what you're doing when it comes to stock analysis and researching stocks, well, that would push you up on the scale towards holding fewer positions where you can be more convicted and more sure of your investments. If you assess that you are not at that phase yet, which is normal and okay and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be investing because everybody should be investing. But if you assess, well, I'm trying to get there, the lower and lower you are on the 
on the education or knowledge level, that would lean you towards holding more stocks because the saying that diversification is for idiots, what he's saying is that we are essentially spreading our risk. We're accepting more of a kind of status quo average than getting very concentrated and placing some big bets that we may be very, very, very convicted on. But the last thing that also is obviously just as big, in fact, these two are really the big ones in my opinion, but your risk level. Understanding how risky of an investor you want to be and how risky of an investor you can afford to be. And that's a very, very big difference. To ultimately find out how many stocks you should hold in your portfolio, this will require you taking a good, long, hard look in the mirror and being fair with yourself and asking how much risk you are willing to take as an investor. And you may know instinctually yourself that, hey, I'm an investor that is very risk averse and I am very conservative. I'm 50 years old and I don't like these big swings in the market. I don't like placing all these big bets. Well, then you're absolutely gonna be leaning towards a portfolio with more holdings. And you may build a portfolio of 25 different dividend stocks, which are all kind of easygoing stocks that aren't gonna cause you all too much stress. If you're somebody that maybe has some extra money or you're just really wanting to take some risk and you're really in a position where you feel it's okay for you and you say, listen, I'm trying to grow this money and I'm trying to multiply my money for retirement and I want to, I understand the downsides and I really understand the downsides because a lot of people tend to overlook that. But if I understand the downside risk, you may be somebody that instinctually just wants to go for more growth. You want to place bigger bets. And in that case, well, the returns would absolutely the opportunity for returns is absolutely amplified when you do lean towards less and less stocks. If you have $100,000 and you're assessing how risky you wanna be, well, on both ends of the spectrum, you could go out and take all of that and put it all into Tesla. And there's a big variation in terms of how that may pan out over the next 10 to 15 years. Could be very good, could be very bad, who knows? Or you could take the opposite approach and you could take 35 to 40 different holdings in reliable blue chip dividend stocks. You're standard deviation, if you will, the variance within that portfolio is significantly less. Of course, your opportunity for returns will be muted as well. And these three questions in conjunction, if we were to look at these scales, hopefully you guys have been kind of mentally going through this exercise with me, but you should be finding out where you lean among these three, because if we were to kind of look at an overview, well, this is gonna give us a very strong baseline or starting point in terms of for you personally, how many stocks is the right number of stocks for me. Now, I do wanna share with you guys a clip actually from 2017. This is a little interview done by Monish Pabrai. Somebody's literally asking him, how many stocks do you own in your portfolio? I'll play the clip and see you guys back in just a second. Hi, uh, so my name is Francisco and uh, I actually had a question regarding uh, diversification. How many stocks is enough for your portfolio, for example? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. It depends on your degree of conviction. I mean, I would say very few of us can get to Munger's degree of conviction where two stocks are 94%. But you know, uh, you know, Charlie Munger says that if you owned in a small town in America, the McDonald's franchise and the Ford dealership and the best office building in town and the best apartment building in town, let's say those are the four assets you had. His perspective was that a portfolio uh, which had those four assets in a place like, let's say, Peoria, Illinois, middle of nowhere, would be enough to make you quite wealthy over a lifetime. And, and so if, if, you, if some person looked at that portfolio, they would say there's extreme geographic risk because everything is in one town, right? But, you know, if you meet any entrepreneur in Irvine, uh, let's say some Chinese couple running 
a small Chinese restaurant, nearly all of their network is in one asset, uh, not even four assets, uh, in one town. So that's probably even more risky than uh, what, what Munger suggested, Peoria, etc. So I would say for the mere models like us, uh, not the Mungers of the world, I think if you got to probably something like 10 stocks that you understood really well in a few different industries, uh, that's plenty. I don't think you should get to 50 stocks in a portfolio. I think that's not going to help you. Uh, but uh, something like you know, 10, 15, or 8 or something is probably a good number. So a very interesting take there and a take that I very much actually agree with. As mentioned in the video, if you came across a businessman that owned four different businesses in your local town, a lot of people would consider that to be a pretty diverse businessman. He has his fingers in four different areas. Whereas when it comes to investing in stocks and the fact that we have so many options available, a four stock portfolio would feel rather concentrated. My overall takeaway is that the more convicted we are as investors, the better our education is, and the more certain we are that we want to place bigger bets on a fewer number of stocks, well, of course, the more concentrated our portfolios can be. In fact, in Monish Prabhai's book, known as The Dando Investor, a very good easy read, one of the quotes that really stuck out to me was, few bets, big bets, infrequent bets, and that is the way to beat the market. It should be starting to make sense now when we hear diversification is protection against ignorance for people who don't know what they're doing. That's almost exactly what it achieves to do. And by following some of the biggest super investors out there, we do notice this trend to be pretty clear. Take for example, Bill Ackman, portfolio consisting of only seven holdings. Monish Prabhai, two holdings. Nelson Peltz, an eight holding portfolio. Charlie Munger owns no more than five positions. And Warren Buffett, Although owning 47 stocks, really they are heavily skewed towards a few main holdings. In fact, 40% of his portfolio sits in one holding, which is Apple. So as I touched on in the very beginning of this video, I think that the number of stocks can actually be a little bit misleading, as in the case with Berkshire Hathaway, 47 stocks, but really most of their performance is driven by one or two main holdings. If I were to give you guys the number, how many stocks do I think you should hold in your portfolio? I would say again, depending on your ability to manage your education level and your willingness to take risks, if you deem you are somebody that is capable of building a more concentrated portfolio, we could look to own something like five to 10 stocks. This would be for more of an intermediate or advanced investor wanting to take bigger bets. If that's not you due to maybe a lack of education, I do think that the diversification route is the way to go. And in that case, I would look at something like 25 to 30 different holdings. In my personal portfolio, I own 26 different holdings, but my top five biggest bets or my top five biggest positions, they make up about 35 to 40% of the entire portfolio, definitely pulling more weight within the overall account. So it is fair to say that for me personally, I do incorporate both aspects, both sides of the spectrum, and I have found what works for me. For whoever's watching this video, you need to find out where you fall on the scale because there is no one right answer. There is no one right number. It's about finding what works for you. But I I do absolutely believe in skewing your portfolio a little bit heavier in your highest conviction place. If you didn't catch that last video of me revealing my entire portfolio, I'll link it up at the top for you to go check out now. It'll probably make a whole lot more sense about what we're talking about. If you guys enjoyed today's video, do not hesitate to leave a thumbs up. Make sure you are subscribed. And as always, of course, check out the Investing Academy. That is that first link down in the description below. If you are a Canadian that is in the market for courses, online training, 
resources when it comes to learning about the stock market we have one heck of a community we have people all across the country working within a community engaging learning feeding off of each other and learning how to invest diy style correctly in the modern day that is that first link down below we'd love for you to check that out but as always i thank you guys for watching i hope you enjoyed and i'll see you in the next video